Hello and welcome everybody to this week's episode of Topical Brainstorm. Uh, I'm Garrett Fox once again here joined by Christian Larson. Christian, what's up? Nothing much. How you doing, Garrett? I'm quite well, quite well. How's your week been? Good to hear it. It's been a good week. Any big announcements you'd like to make? (laughs) I guess if you're fishing for it. Uh, (laughs) Me and my wife were able to get a house. So we've been we've been trying for about a month. It felt like a year. It's only been a month, really. But we were able to get one, so we're going to be moving in in about a month up to Clearfield, uh, pretty much where you grew up, Garrett. So that's that's weird. Yeah, I have to I have to take back all those jokes about making fun of people who grew up in Clearfield. I which, hope your kids grow up there. <laughs> <laughs> which I only made to you know just annoy you but yeah i I take them back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's awesome dude i kind of want to get a house too i've been thinking about it but we'll see what happens well that's good nothing really new with me just uh homework i yesterday was my birthday so that was cool yeah i spent it anything fun (laughs) uh, i spent it doing homework (laughs) nice so yeah it was pretty fun (laughs) Well, we're also here with our guest star. She's been really quiet, so we better introduce her. Uh, Riley. Hello. Garrett's sister is here as our our uh, star guest. So welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. Um, I'm also Garrett's favorite sister. <laughs> Make sure you throw that in there. I like both of my sisters a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't even know if the other sister listens to this. <laughs> so so you're in the clear to just call it out. <laughs> Say it how it is. I love both of you. Oh. All right. <laughs> um yeah, so today we have Riley. She's our expert for this week. Uh I'm pretty sure you just mentioned you read the chapters. What did you think of them? You know, I actually thought it was kind of interesting. The Like the whole idea of the book is really cool. I was talking to one of my clients today at work about it. And I told him like what the book's about. And he mentioned the fact that like, it's probably a really good thing that they made this book because there's probably a lot of clueless guys out there who have no idea what to do. Um, But I thought that the topics of this chapter itself were really interesting, especially when it talks about like the pheromones. Oh, really? Why Why did you find that interesting? Okay, because last summer, Nathan, my husband, and I got on this Mythbusters kick, and we just watched <laughs> a bunch of episodes of Mythbusters, but they did an experiment on who had, like, better, I don't know if better smelling pheromones is the right way to say it, but they both, like, worked out and collected their sweat mm-hmm. and put it in a, a jar, and then they had people come and smell it. And it was just interesting to know that that's actually like a, well, they had to decide which one they liked better. And it's just interesting to know that that's like actual science behind chemistry. Hmm. Did they declare that myth busted on Mythbusters? Or do you, you know, remember? honestly, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but it's fine. Huh, well, interesting. It's, it's not a myth, apparently. So yeah, uh, it wasn't that busted. That is interesting. The Gottmans unbusted it, I guess. 
<laughs> so that brings me to my first question for you, Riley. Yes. Um, have you noticed if the guys you've dated have smelled any different from the guys you've just been friends with? <laughs> and I know you've dated a lot of guys. Whoa! And I know you have a lot of guy friends as well. So I'm excited to hear this, uh, this answer. <sighs> Honestly, yes. Because the boys I've dated have all, like, had a nice smell to them. But the guys I've been friends with for years, and I mean, like, since I was little all have this like awful smell that like I can just think about. I don't know. It's totally true. I agree with it. And also in the book, it's interesting when it says that like, that's why your, your brother doesn't smell good to you, but to his girlfriend, he does. You know what I mean? Because I remember being younger and Ethan, our older brother and Garrett used to share a room. (laughs) And I remember, walking through that door and just being hit with this awful smell like I cannot it wasn't like a gross smell but I cannot explain how bad it smelled so it it wasn't a hygiene issue no it wasn't a hygiene issue it was just who they are as people well to be fair to be fair I will say that I thought it smelled bad in that room too so it it could have just been a hygiene thing Probably half and half. Well, and honestly, I don't think Garrett has that. I don't know. Ethan is a whole lot worse because I can still (laughs) smell it on Ethan. That's funny. And maybe it's just because I don't see you very often, Garrett, but oh. That is interesting. Uh, I will say that um, I don't know. That room just smelled like it was really musty and gross all the time. And it didn't matter what we did. <laughs> it was it always smelled like that. Oh yeah. It was really yeah. weird. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Well, Garrett, and I don't I have no idea if this is if this is his pheromones working on me. But Garrett's <laughs> like never smelled bad to me. Really? And it doesn't really match up with some of his hygiene habits and i think i think he's improved and i think he's i think he's uh changed in some of those things but he would just like go play basketball for hours he'd come Ooh. and sit on the couch next to me and i could like hardly smell him yeah which just didn't add up or like he would leave his laundry on his bed for weeks and it just wouldn't smell bad and <laughs> and maybe that's just i don't know i don't know but i've always thought garrett it was weird how you didn't smell bad sometimes if that makes sense <laughs> Uh, it was definitely weird, and I definitely deserved to smell bad, and yet <laughs> never did. So it was kind of weird. Well, I, I mean, you and I have very different experiences with Garrett and his smells than Christian. Oh, come on. <laughs> because there were multiple times growing up, and still to this day, that he comes up to me and he'll just shove his armpit in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't smell bad. Well, you seem to do it after you've been, uh, like, playing basketball for hours. Okay. And I can promise you it doesn't smell good. All right. Let's leave I, it at that. I think I was a little too tall for Garrett to ever do that. Yeah, see, when you're armpit level, everybody smells bad. <laughs> I would be interested to know what other people think of of your smell, Garrett. Like, other friends and roommates we had through college. Because I always felt like 
Yeah, you put it really well. You deserve to smell worse than you did sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. And I don't know if that's pheromones. I don't know if those have any impact on heterosexual male-to-male <laughs> relationships or not. But It talks about that in the book. Well, it, I guess it does for... Yeah, it mentions it a little bit, doesn't it? I don't know. I'd like to do some research on that. Call up our old roommates, see what they say. But <laughs> so that is interesting, Riley. That you noticed, uh, you definitely noticed the difference between friends oh, yeah. and and uh, romantic relationships. That's really interesting. Yeah, I think for the most part, all girls just smelled pretty good back when I was <laughs> in the dating world. Yeah, I will say there are. I can't really remember the last time I was like, man, you smell bad. <laughs> well, I hope you're not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I thought it, I guess, is what I really want to say there. Yeah, me neither, honestly. <laughs> and I, I definitely don't have a very sensitive uh, sense of smell. Um. Like when we, when me and my wife were looking at houses this last, last month, we'd walk into one and she'd be like, this place smells terrible. And I'd be like, I can't smell anything. <laughs> or she'd be like, these people are smokers. And I was like, again, I, I can't even smell smoke sometimes. So are you kidding me? Well, I can kind of smell it. It, it depends. <laughs> Dude, right. maybe you had but, the Rona and just didn't know. Yeah, uh, maybe that's possible. <laughs> that could have happened. So I got a question for you, Riley. All right. It mentions... Um, so we're kind of covering two chapters, our last two episodes. One was about pheromones and and the first kiss. And I, I'm not going in order in here because I'm jumping to the next chapter, which was about um, knowing if... The title is, Is She More Than a Hookup? So knowing, mm-hmm. knowing if it's a long-term relationship material um one thing they say in here is that i'll just quote it, it says people don't change that's right at their core who they are and how they treat others will not change what's your what's your take on that you know at first when i read that so i got your questions before i actually read the book and okay. i remember reading your question and being like well of course people change you know what i mean mm. like i myself like have changed like my my thought process you know what I mean like the things that I think and the the way that I act but then after reading the book and it being like at their core people don't change I like thought back to like prior relationships and who I am and like they can change for a little bit but they always revert back to who they are at their core and I agree with that that people don't change that way if that makes sense yeah my my stance on it is i do think people can change just about anything about them i think and i think what the gottmans were getting at is you shouldn't rely on somebody or you shouldn't rely on somebody to make a change for you Mm -hmm. or you shouldn't be like i'm dating this person there's one thing i hate about them you know, they're really mean to waitresses was an example they used in the book. It's like, 
they'll change that, you know, like, I don't think that should be a justification you make when you're, when you're dating, which, yeah, maybe you you agree with me, but yes, I definitely think, do you think that's something that people justify frequently in dating and relationships? Yeah, I think, especially people who have like commitment issues, look for any way that they can to get out of things. So that's like an easy, an easy way to allow yourself to back out of something. Just like one thing you, you don't necessarily like about them being like, oh, people don't change. Mm-hmm. Might as well get out while I can. <laughs> that's something I hadn't thought about. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting take. I, <clears throat> because I agree with you, like a lot of, a lot of people with commitment issues do they try to get out of things and they they let little things bother them more than they should um so where's where's the line between like this is something little that's bothering me and i just want to get out of it and so where's the line between that and this is something that really bothers me that i can't rely on them uh changing because people only change at their core if they really want to. That's interesting. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's a really hard line to to draw. I think it's an impossible line to draw. I think the only way you're going to know if it's something that really matters it's just so individualized and so uh, I I guess I, I don't know. Do do people that are afraid of commitment realize that that's what they're afraid of? I don't think so. I think some people do. Like, but I think for the most part, people who are afraid of commitment don't realize that that's what's really going on. Yeah, that's so tough. Well, uh, I don't have anything left to add to that topic. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should research some some tips. Or uh, that was a good that was a good point that came up though that Riley brought up that that's because I hadn't I hadn't looked at it from that perspective as as uh, people too quickly point out flaws and use that to get out of relationships as opposed to people accept flaws too quickly and later regret it you know that's interesting something to think about <clears throat> yeah very very interesting. All right, so my next question for you. Um, John and Julie, in these chapters, they talk about the first kiss and how it's being how how that's super important, and that a lot of times that that can make or break a relationship. Uh, yes. They talk about how it should go. You know, you need to have good oral hygiene. You need to be confident. Read the signals, go slow, build anticipation, kiss her, trust your instincts, well, you know, whether to keep going or to stop. Um, and then to, you know, have a, a light touching, appropriate touching. Don't touch anything you're not, you shouldn't. It's the first <laughs> kiss for crying out loud. Um, do you agree with this, with with what they had to say about about the first kiss? Is it as important as they say? Yes. I know that it's like super cliche and you hear it all the time in movies, but 
when they say like, oh, the first kiss will tell you everything you need to know. And to some extent, that's kind of wrong. But honestly, every bad first kiss I've ever had, like, didn't go anywhere. Like, it was like the next day I was like, yeah, this is not going to go down. Like, this is not working. Interesting. Which is kind of funny, but, you know. So, so follow-up question. Okay. A couple follow-up questions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How many first kisses have you had? Oh, too many. I can still name them all, so it's fine, right? Hey, one of my one of my friends up here actually. I was talking to her about first kisses, and she's like, "Yeah, I've kissed like thirty dudes," and I was See? like, "What? <laughs> Not even that bad." I'm like, "Half." Okay, that. all right, there you go. So you're good. I'm fine. Uh, n- next follow up question: uh, How? Uh, tell me about your and yours and Nate's first kiss. All right. <laughs> So we were actually, we had known each other for like a month and a half, but it was our second date and we were at the drive-ins and that was basically it. (laughs) What else do you want to know? Interesting. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because that's weird. Because you're my brother. (laughs) Yeah, that's odd. Uh I'm trying to think if I've heard that story. Huh. Do you have anything to add to that, Christian? Well, yeah, I'm not going to ask you to go into more details, but it does say that the girl remembers everything about the first kiss, like remembers which way your head tilted, you remember the smell, you remember everything about it. Mm -hmm. To what extent is that true? Honestly, it was pretty accurate. Like, I remember, that was over two years ago, and I remember pretty, like, every detail that they listed off. Huh. Interesting. That's got to be very individualized, because, like, Kelly didn't remember anything, right? That's harsh. She remembered a lot. (laughs) But she, I don't think she remembered every single detail, like Riley just said, of, of all those things that were listed off, so... Yeah. Um, last question I have on this topic for, for Garrett and those that are still dating or, uh, not married, you said you had some bad kisses. What were maybe two or three, you know, tips or real red flags I don't know how to ask this question. No, I get what you're saying. In a though. good way, but like what are the two or three things that guys should avoid doing, maybe? Um, avoid doing? I would say honestly, my biggest thing is like read the room. If it doesn't seem like she wants to kiss you, don't try to kiss her. Like if yeah. you think maybe like if you feel a little self-conscious and you're like, "Uh, she's kind of turning away from me. I don't know if I should do this." Don't do it. <laughs> That means no. Great advice. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That sounds um, sounds like you had a really bad experience there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> stupid boy. Um, not you, the boy. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> <We know. laughs> Under- <just> understood. To- <laughs> um, and then I would probably say, like, if you're. I don't know. Don't just kiss people to kiss people. Like, make sure that your intentions are both kind of aligning. Yeah, that's fair. Good advice. 
I've gotten nice. into some trouble with that. So that's yep. excellent <laughs> advice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Karen>. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. Besides, you know, pheromones and the first kiss going well, how did you know that Nathan was the one? How did you know that he was more than a hookup, as they say, or, or more than just a short-term thing? I think, honestly, there's two things. Like, that reassurance that he's the one, I get that a lot of the time, like nearly every day that he's, you know, good for me and that we're supposed to be with each other. But the moment that I can point to being like, huh, I really like this kid. I think he's the one was when we were on our way to that, the drive-ins and we were talking about, I quoted Nacho Libre and he, (laughs) he said, what was that? And I said, Nacho Libre. And he said, never seen it. And I said, all right, I'm done. Take me home. Um, he just kind of like stared at the steering wheel for a minute and was like, shoot. Well, all right. And then started pretending to go back home. That was just like <laughs> the moment. I was like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> he's funny. Uh, I've never heard that story. Interesting. He's a good boy. So what, what was what was endearing about that? Was it a sense of humor or was I it? Think, uh... I think it was the sense of humor. Okay. So that's that important, reminds me of, obviously. That reminds me of mom and dad's dad story. story. Yeah. I know. Tell I don't it. know. I, I haven't uh, heard it. Can I tell <laughs> it? Can it, I do go, it? Go ahead. Uh, sorry, dad. I know you listen to this and <laughs> like your life out there, but no one knows who you are. So, so it's fine. <laughs> we will never use your name on this podcast. So our parents were on their first date. They met. I think he met her at uh, institute class or whatever. Anyways, he asked her on a date and they went to the movie theaters and I think they went to see Ghostbusters, right, Garrett? I don't remember the movie. I could be making that up, but they sat down and my dad turned to my mom and said, do you want some popcorn? And my mom was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. So he stood up and left. And then like in two seconds, he was back with the popcorn. And my mom looked at him and was like, wow, that was fast. And he looked at her and said, you'd be surprised how quick I can run around and scoop popcorn up off the floor. (laughs) And that's when my mom decided she was going to marry my dad. Oh. That's how she tells it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. How did he he actually get the popcorn so fast? I don't know. I don't think it was actually two seconds. I think that was was just just, your mom's perspective of the. Yeah, just pretty quick, you know. (laughs) Cute. All right. So we're, we're, um, I think we're into chapter six. I guess we're just jumping around anyway. Yeah, sorry. That's on me. No, you're good. We don't need to go in any sort of order. Uh, so chapter six talks a lot about figuring out uh, if she is relationship material. And I think this, this is good because we just talked about you and Nathan mm-hmm. um, and how you knew. So it talks about finding out if she's re- a relationship material 
by determining whether or not she's basically crazy. Yes. So, and they give this long list of red flags to look out for. (laughs) Yeah. So what are the red flags that women see in men that men are just like oblivious to? Oh my gosh. Um, I think hygiene is a big one. Okay. Um, don't be gross. (laughs) Another one that I personally paid a whole lot of attention to when I was dating people was like video games. Interesting. Like I hated it when people would get sucked into video games because I like attention, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, don't say it like that. Um, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I think honestly, Another one that I have is like whether, and I think a lot of people have should have this one if they don't, um, is like the way that they react in stressful situations. That's a good one. Yeah. So do you have an example of, of someone, uh, without dropping any names, but someone <laughs> reacting badly? Yeah. So I dated somebody in high school who would at the drop of a hat if something didn't go the way it was supposed to he would lose his mind so like one time (laughs) we were all of our friends were in the car he was driving and I was in the front seat and this guy kind of like sped up and cut him off a little bit and it sucked like it it could have been a bad situation if he wasn't paying attention but he like laid on the the horn and started swearing and yelling and flipped the finger to him and I just like sat there like holy crap why are you so mad? So Interesting. Which, it's nice to know that, though, to pay attention to that, because now being with Nathan, like, he doesn't get mad over anything. Yeah, Nathan's so chill that I don't think, I don't think I've ever or ever will see him mad. No, and I don't think he has it in him to, I know he doesn't have it in him <laughs> to get mad. That's interesting. If I do something that makes him mad, he kind of looks at me for a second, and he does, like, two blinks. And then he's done. <laughs> That's the extent of it. That's funny. It's good good self-control. Mm-hmm. That's a really good attribute. <laughs> yeah. So just for my own personal knowledge, was this the first guy or the second guy in the high school? The second guy in high school. <laughs> really? He seemed super mild-mannered. Oh, not at all. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Still a great guy, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Just had some anger issues. Well, don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Except Nathan. Except Nate. <laughs> um, so would you say that experience, the driving one that you mentioned, did that make you feel unsafe with him? Oh, yeah. It made me, like, think. like, And maybe this is just, like, being a girl in my mind overthinking. But it made me, like, wonder, like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen when he turns that against me? Hmm. And I think from that moment, that's when I decided, like, it's probably better to pay attention to those things because that's something that, like, again, at the core, I don't think he'll change. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so that's that's really interesting because in the this book actually gives that <laughs> very example in earlier chapters talks about how what women really look for, whether it's subconscious or conscious, is, is trustworthiness in a man. 
Mm-hmm. And a big part of, of that trustworthiness is it, whether or not they feel safe with this, with whoever it is that they're with. And they use that example like road rage. So that's, yeah. that's good stuff. Look at me, science. <laughs> <laughs> so on the, on the other hand, they also, as Garrett mentioned, give multiple stereotypes for crazy women and they don't use the word crazy that was that was me sorry if that offends you no Um, not at all so my first question was going to be did that offend you and you already answered it doesn't i guess but did you identify with any of those stereotypes or maybe do you do you see any of those stereotypes as being pretty common um and legitimate among women? Yeah, I find it, I think, honestly, parts of everybody can identify with, okay, I think people can identify with parts of what those, I don't want to say categories are, Mm -hmm. or stereotypes are, because, like, there's things in there, like, um, does she, you know like percent herself above anybody else or does she treat others badly? You know what I mean? Things like that. And I think we all have those moments where we identify with those. However, I do find it very accurate. Like reading through all of these, I put people in my life to these personality types. I would like identify people I know with those, especially um, the, the one, the, what's it called? Princess? The damsel in distress, that one. Oh, interesting. A victim. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I know. I know a lot of people like that, too. Yeah. Honestly, and I like what you said. I feel like all of us, including men, uh, we have parts of these in our personalities, and it's important to try to weed those out as we find them and try to improve and, and want to improve because if you don't want to, you're not you're never going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can honestly say, Riley, that growing up with you, I've I've seen you change a lot. Yeah, for, what's that supposed to mean? For for the better. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think you're a fantastic person. Aw. I, I I've always thought that, but you, I feel like you definitely had some some of those princess attributes for. <laughs> for a while <laughs> wow but uh honestly you've you've become a a really great person Aww, <laughs> garrett compliment me more you're awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right christian you're no just kidding <laughs> thanks yep <laughs> <clears throat> and i going on going off what you said riley i think all of the all of the things described in here can can be positive things. For example, the damsel in distress. It talks about does she endlessly talk about her negative relationships in her life or friends who who have betrayed her? And for example, Kylie, my wife, there are times when when she wants to talk about those things, you know, and and it's it's a good way to connect with her and. And it, it's a chance to be vulnerable and, and get to know her better. And, and when we were friends, even before we started dating, 
the times that she would talk about those things, I felt like I got to know her better. And it becomes an issue if you take it too far, right? If it actually becomes something you do constantly. I agree with you. Like, there's so many different things that go into a relationship. And it's hard to put your finger on, like, things that are wrong with you and things that are wrong with them. All Ultimately, all you really can control is the person you want to be. And if you decide on the person you want to be and you go out and you, you do everything you can to become that person and, you know, you look for what you want in, in the person that you're, you're dating, I think you'll probably be fine, ultimately. Am I yeah. wrong? <laughs> no, I, Dead I think wrong, so. No. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And I think... Honestly, like having you say that, it makes me think back to like, because I'm a different person than I was when Nathan and I first even got engaged. Like I'm completely different than I was then. And I think the more I, not that who I am now is worse than who I was then, but the more I want to be like who I was back then, the more it encourages or influences Nathan to grow alongside me if that makes sense so are you do you think you were worse than you were or <laughs> no <laughs> That's no, what it I think, like. <laughs> no I think like life happened you know and I personally fell into like one of those like selfish little places and it became about me and the more I decide I want to be less self-centered and help other people and be better to him the better we are with each other does that make sense yeah so uh, what what i i think you're saying or at least this will go along with it is if if you work on yourself you're the other person in the relationship is more likely to follow you uh and, and grow along with you rather than you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't bank on that and you shouldn't have things that are absolutely deal breakers that you justify and say, well, they'll change. But if, if you work on yourself, they'll probably, you know, they'll at least want to work on work on themselves as well. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. One thing, one piece of advice that Kylie and I got from the old guy who married us. He said, he said something along the lines of in marriage, there are hard times and there are times when you're going to have the thought, you just wish that your, your spouse would change this one thing. Um, but it's much more beneficial to try to change yourself or focus on yourself in the relationship. And if both people are doing that, it works, you know, and, and even if one person's doing that and the other person is is maybe complacent for a while, it can still, it can still work much better than trying to change somebody. Um, and we've kind of gotten off topic of, of what the book covers, but it's related. And that's, that was, that's been some good advice, I think for throughout my first two years of being married. I was there for that advice. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was there. Maybe. Yeah, I was there. How dare you? 
<laughs> I mean, the you, way he said, oh, you were at my wedding. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I just don't remember if that he told us in uh, private. I, th- oh, you're right. Yeah. I guess they talked to you beforehand as well. I don't know. I've never been married. So I was like, do you remember him saying that? Cause I, maybe I'm misremembering. I, I don't do. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I remember him saying yours was long. I th- I'm pretty sure. Oh. Was it yours that the guy just kept talking? It was either yours or Josh's. I don't remember that. Uh, no, I I tuned out <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> and that's why I was surprised that you said you remembered it. Because uh, <laughs> I don't remember anything said at any wedding besides my own, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> huh. All right. Well, uh, does anyone have anything else to say on, on this topic? Nope. Mm-mm. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Riley. It was a great conversation. Um, you're an awesome sister. I'm glad that we are siblings. Aw, me too, Aww. Garrett. And Christian, I'm glad that we met through Garrett. Thanks, thanks for including me in <laughs> yeah, the anytime. sibling bonding there. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, you and I are basically brothers, so. Yeah, basically. Uh, I mean, you live in my old neighborhood, for crying out loud. I will. Not yet. Next month. <laughs> Next will. month. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. And me and Riley have the same birthday, so. That, yeah, that's that, kind of cool, that too. That means something, doesn't it? I forgot that we had the same birthday. I always have to remind Garrett to wish you happy birthday, Riley. So. <laughs> wow. Well, that is not exactly true. Well, you want to know something, Garrett? <laughs> Yesterday, Nate and I went to mom's work. And she said, don't forget, today's Garrett's birthday. And I looked at Nathan with big eyes, and he said, I texted him this morning. Oh. <laughs> so Nathan's so nice. I yeah. know. <laughs> I, everybody in our family has the biggest crush on Nate. Yeah, it's, and it's I get it. true. I do. But at the same time, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, we all really like Nate. Yeah, I feel like it's a pattern where... Your parents like your spouse more than they like you, it seems. Dude, it sucks. Do your parents like Kylie more than they like you? I don't know. My parents really like Kylie. They, like my, Are you saying they like, only like you? My mom my mom will like... I guess that's not fair because my mom also goes out of, way to, out of her way to celebrate my birthday. But my mom like sent Kylie a big old gift card on her birthday to go like shopping and... My, I mean, my, my parents just definitely, they like Kylie. And I feel like Kylie's parents like me. And Kylie and her sister make jokes that I'm the favorite child. So oh, that's I, funny. I feel like it's a, <laughs> a common thing. I don't know. That's funny. That is funny. <clears throat> um, I've never met Nate, but I really, hopefully he listens to this. I listen to Garrett and Nate have another podcast called Deeper Thinking. Give it a listen. But Way to plug that. There was an episode where Nate, <laughs> he told a story about lying to one of his professors <laughs> about, about being on a high school swim team. And I was laughing so hard He's never that story. He tried to, let me tell you something about him in swimming. He tried to be a lifeguard right before he left on his mission, and he failed the lifeguard test. <laughs> what? Yeah, so then he goes and lies to this teacher about how he's oh, on the man. swim team. So funny. Ugh. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, um, that is funny. Funny was, things just happened to him. Yeah, I was laughing so hard at that story. That's <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a fun time. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Riley. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. See ya. See, See ya. you next week. <laughs> <laughs>